Stomping Grounds, Podcast in the Shadows, it's Blick, doing the damn thing, WWA, Stomping Grounds last night, emanating from the Tacoma Dome, out in Tacoma, Washington, extremely fun show in my opinion. I'm hearing some rumblings of, oh, it was a great show, and then uh, it stopped being great after a while, but for me, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, great stuff from uh, top to bottom. It was a couple of dry spots, which I think everyone could clearly work on, but um, you know, it was uh, it was all in all, I would say the show was maybe an 8 out of 10. And this wasn't really a show that was, you know, it is the first ever installment of the show, but it wasn't, I heard the words, uh, it's an inconsequential pay-per-view. So it was, it was much, it delivered. I'll say it like that. It definitely delivered. So with that, we had on the kickoff, which was an excellent kickoff show, by the way, a lot of great elements added to it. You can see they're actually taking the kickoff show uh, kind of serious now, and it's that much more entertaining. But the opening matchup we had was uh, the triple threat match between Akira Tozawa, the Cruiserweight Champion, Tony Nese, and the new and improved uh, Drew Gulak. Even though Drew Gulak had been on NXT television for some time, uh, really having some really killer matches apparently with uh, the bro Matt Riddle and uh, uh, Kushida, one of the newest top acquisitions in the company. So uh, he was coming into this and then stepping back to 205 Live with that new attitude. Man, it really uh, spoke, you know, volumes through that match. So he was going into it. Tazawa being a stamina monster, having a couple of wins in a row on 205 television, you know, and strong showings on top of that, it's, uh, you know, it was him going and we were definitely wondering, and then uh, we had the Cruiserweight Champion, Tony Nese, who was just ready to take on all challenges and see if he was uh, truly ready to lead the pack, so these guys went in there and they had an awesome match, it was a lot of, a lot of craziness, I, I don't want to talk down on the kickoff show, I think the kickoff show should really continue to be built up and having the cruiserweight championship match at you know the start of the night you know at the top of the event while you know some people are still filing in but then others have been there for a while i think it's a really good way to get everyone uh just excited for the main show and you know hyped up with all of the athleticism in the ring and that was uh definitely what we got to see in this triple threat match a lot of near falls, a lot of false finishes, a lot of power spots. Drew Gulag used uh, Kira Tozawa uh, as a weapon a couple of times against Tony Nese. I believe a torture rack neckbreaker was uh, the finish to this match. And uh, Drew Gulak was able to pick up the victory. I don't want to spend too much time going in on uh, these matches. But uh, Drew Gulak picking up the victory, I think, was much needed. Well deserved, well, well earned. Nobody deserves anything 
but uh, Drew Gulak totally earned that victory. He's another one of those uh, characters that I've been watching since the Cruiserweight Classic where he would come out and I think like a kimono or a robe or something like that. And man, how he has evolved since then. Each and every superstar has grown in their own way, but Drew Gulak clearly uh, stopped working at that train station and the caboose, and he's now uh, totally at the forefront of the cruiserweight division. So uh, he doesn't really care about having a better 205. He's better. He's more so. Uh, or he thinks he's better suited uh, taking care of himself. And as cruiserweight champion, leading by example is at the forefront of his intentions. So I'm definitely excited to see what his run as cruiserweight champion is gonna look like. I know that last night I was very proud, you know, just to see uh, a superstar that's put in so much time and effort actually, you know, get, you know, you see something pay off, you get an excellent result, and that was what we got, so shouts to all three gentlemen, and shouts to Drew Gulak, because I totally, totally want to see what uh, the Cruiserweight division is uh, gonna look like man this opens up space for uh, uh, uh what is it uh, chad gable gentleman jack i know these guys have a rivalry right now brewing but it's definitely gonna be awesome to uh have uh all of these characters you know start buying for uh the cruiserweight championship underneath the gulag era so let's all see how that plays out but all in all a very excellent opening match. All right, ladies first. Stomping grounds opens up with uh, Becky Lynch, the man, the Raw Women's Champion, taking on uh, Lacey Evans, the Sassy Southern Belle. So they uh, had a great match. Uh, you could see Becky wrestling circles around this woman early. I'm just gonna call it. You know, you can see the experience. You can see the difference, you know, and this isn't to take anything away from Lacey. I'll give her the same score I gave her last night. I think she had, it was a 9.1 with everything attached, and mistakes included. Uh, she did good, you know, she did, she had a couple of mistakes, but she's still, you know, brand new. Should she be slotted in top spot? I think we spoke on this some weeks ago. I might have had audio issues, but either way, uh, Mr. McMahon sees uh, Triple H's upstarts as maybe potential, but he's throwing a, a lot of them in the deep end of the pool and seeing if they sink or swim. So far, uh, everyone's been doing fairly well. It took some months to get things started, but once the ball got rolling on all of the on their way to WWE NXT recruits, in so many words, everyone's done great. I almost would say we had every single one of them, well, Almost, with the exception of two. One is down with injury, and another is, uh, well, EC3. How you feeling, man? The weekend at Bernie Skid was pretty funny. Uh, shame on me, I didn't see it. <laughs> but yeah, I know that the com the segment was comical enough to, uh, you know, keep me somewhat interested in EC3. But if it's not really up to me as to how he's promoted. But, um, yeah, uh, Lacey had a great match. Good moments. 
Becky has started out the match really just, you know, wrestling circles around her. Like I said, you can see the, the difference in fundamentals or fundamental capability, you know, between the two. And we definitely got to see that, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, just just Becky does the Mac technique going into the arm bar. I believe this story was Becky's ribs getting worked over by Lacey. Crazy spot on the post with Lacey had Becky wrapped around it. Excellent flexibility from Becky, but that, that it looked crazy. And then a kick to the back of the head or in between the shoulder blades somewhere, but it looked wild dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, good, good stuff from Lacey in the moment. The elbow drop she went for that, uh, her arm you know, twisted slightly, just the impact or the way it looked. You know, it was, uh, man, it was a good elbow though. A lot of missed spots with the uh, elbow drop. You could tell Lacey might have been going for the moonsault, but Becky was able to uh, get wind of it and stop that before it happened. All in all, Becky was able to cinch in the disarmor and well actually she was able to cinch in the cinch it in the right way you know with no issues Woo! Lacey tapped out with the very quickness so uh that was uh Becky Lynch retaining the women's championship I really enjoyed that match personally I, 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 I it's for me and this is I guess just the way I watch the product but I've learned how to watch and see where the growth is, you know, who's there, yeah, small mistake here and there where Lacey was trying to, uh, well, I mean, Becky was trying to hit a little kick off the ropes and Lacey wasn't there in time for it, this is just stuff that, you know, it happens and you definitely get better as time, you know, continues to progress, so, you know, I'm not mad at it at all, you know, mistakes happen and even beyond that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just not bad, you know, so it was a good, good matchup, I enjoyed it, shouts to Becky Lynch, uh, still being the man, clearly, by the end of the show, we learned that, and, uh, yeah, the Royal Women's Champion, Biggie and Xavier Woods of the New Day took on uh, Kevin Saint, Kevin Zane, you see, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn next, uh, great stuff, from all four gentlemen fast paced match high impact moves great tag team offense from KO and Zayn all four of these guys were able to keep up with each other y'all know I'm big on that they all look great selling the moves especially my man Woods good job Woods excellent work on the kickoff show hilarious shouts to my man Jonathan Coachman and the rest of the kickoff panel they all are meshing so very well Booker T and Charlie Caruso was in the cage, you know, just talking about, uh, you know, what goes into having one of those matches. You know, Booker T was really, really big on talking about how he ain't playing no games with your opponents. The only thing that matters is taking them down. You know, it was, uh, it was a really good show all around, like I said, but they worked over Woods a lot in the first, uh, in the early part. Didn't take as long for this time around. They talked about how they did in Sacramento where, uh, they had, um, they saved Biggie for the hot tag. Same thing happened here. Very good hot tag. And it, like I said, it didn't take as long. I wasn't mad at that because there's a, it was a long, well, not a long show, 
but we had a lot of other matches, so we had a lot of other superstars to get in there. So Big E came in. It was good stuff. Crazy spear to the outside. That little tackle from the apron uh, out to the uh, outside mat. And, um, yeah, this uh, gave, I think, uh, Zane the opening for the Huluva kick. And this is what basically picked up the one, two, three. You know, it was much more intricate than that. But at the same time, we got a lot more show to get through. And uh, ultimately, I think that Kevin and Sammy, you know, they earned that win. We could talk 50-50 all we want inside a storyline or outside a storyline. But these guys had lost a lot on TV. And the New Day, in my opinion, weren't particularly hurt. I don't think they look any weaker. They had a, a great night anyway. And they've been having a great couple of weeks on television and definitely entertaining the crowd from an athletic and a comical standpoint from like you know Mike promos and stuff like that so looking at that with uh you know a couple with Sammy and Kevin really just going in and really looking like they were supposed to win that match and I mean that from you know they they were really a tag team tandem I would almost say they we might if we're gonna save the tag team division you know this could be a way that this could, you know, we could see something. But it, right now it remains to be seen. But that was a tag team matchup. KO and Zayn took the victory. Good stuff. Not mad at it at all. It was hot. Hot match. And I think we're getting into the United States Championship next. Let's find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, Ricochet taking on uh, the Samoan Submission Specialist, Samoa Joe Samoa. Shouts to the island. Uh... Man, they had the exact match we all thought we were going to see out of them. Samoa Joe beat him up a lot. And uh, Ricochet was able to, you know, withstand that and come out with the victory. High, you know, high offense moves, high risk maneuvers from Ricochet, a lot of power moves from Joe. Just good stuff. That you're a Nagi. Uh, that that's probably one of the top five moves of the night for me just in general he slammed him down with such quickness just such velocity that man hit the ground well hit the mat and it was it was like oh my goodness joe's just really planted him through the ring but all in all it was very fun a good matchup uh, you know, Joe was, uh, I think Ricochet was able to hit that uh, that knee move, uh, formerly known as the Code Breaker. But I guess we're not using that name anymore, and I'm not upset. But um, I think it was like one of those single knee takedowns into the 630 United States champion uh, is now Ricochet. So shouts to him, man. The one and only did his thing and uh, looked really, really good in victory. Uh you know, Joe might be a little upset about this, so we'll see what happens on uh, Raw tonight on the USA Network. But uh, backstage, we had Ricochet taking his taking his photos with the championship for the future graphics, and uh, out of nowhere comes uh, Chad Too Bad and Tex Ferguson, the Good Brothers. Whoa! But you know what? Because they were with AJ, and AJ wants everyone to get a little more serious. It was, uh, what, is, what did they say? I always joke around <laughs> with the uh, with the other stuff. But, uh, what is it? Let's see, I got so many names. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. So, 
you know, they're backstage. They're trying to get Ricochet too sweet with him. He don't want to do it. Uh, AJ comes up, trying to too sweet with him. He still don't want to do it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, fine. And um, see you tomorrow on Raw. What? Listen, we were all... I, I was personally excited to see Ricochet and Cesaro. I think the WWE Universe were pleasantly surprised to be able to see Ricochet and Cesaro go at it. But, man... Ricochet and AJ Styles? That's that's something I didn't even think about yet. You know, I just... Oh, man. And AJ's already had a run as United States Champion. So... Man, this could position Ricochet if, you know, this is looking like the rocket is going, you're getting on, they strap it to his back and he about to, you know, take off. But, um, yeah, he won. Backstage reception was beautiful. You know, it gets back to Gorilla. You got, you know, the Universal Champion, Seth Rollins. You got Charizard. You got Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah, you got heavy machinery. I believe there's some more cast of the characters, but that might have been everybody. But yeah, very, very good. I'm, uh, they're all clapping and proud of Ricochet for picking up that awesome victory. And, you know, that's that's what's up. Ricochet knows the power of opportunity, and he totally took advantage of it. So, of course, you know, Papa H had to come through so happy for his, you know, one of his mini NXT offspring and um you know just a good moment you know gave him gave him the hug and gave him the point you know and stuff like that so very good stuff from Ricochet congratulations on the United States title uh victory the Smackdown tag team champions the planets tag team champions Daniel Bryan and Rowan uh, went at it next with heavy machinery in a, a fairly good match. It was these guys are able to, well, they were both able to keep up with each other. One of the top five moments of the evening, the big redwood Rowan going and taking just just him and Otis had a strength of had a, a, a just a just a what is it a test of strength. Great stuff. Show the tackles. Clotheslines, nobody's getting knocked down. Man, that, it was some good, good stuff. Uh, some of the best big man work I've seen in a little while. These guys were both not taking no for an answer. I, I liked it. You know, I enjoyed it. Rowan went and jumped into uh, what is Otis for a what a, like what a crossbody type splash off of the ropes. Not off the top ropes. He ran off of the ropes and tried to do it. Otis lifted, just caught him. Rowan is no small man. So, you know, with the awesome Washington crowd on Daniel Bryan's side, I would say that we would need to see a rematch between this tag team, or between these two tag teams, only because, you know, it was a little unfair, and they were booing the good guys. We know how Mr. McMahon feels about that. You know, the hill face dynamic is a thing. And... I think that in front of the correct crowd that is definitely invested in the match, we would have been able to see very good stuff, you know? And I'm talking like it would have been much, much better received or much more received than it already was, you know? So I did think it was a good match. You know, Tucker is, 
hands down, uh, he's capable, you know, so to get him in there and, you know, back Otis up like that, it was just, a, it was a good match all around. You know, Daniel Bryan is, I believe, going to be able to elevate the tag team division uh, in a way that we haven't seen in a while. So I I anticipate, you know, seeing him, you know, just get in there and do his thing. Tacoma, Washington was behind their favorite, you know, the home, not a hometown boy, but it's definitely home state. So very good stuff. Party. All right, so yeah, that was that. Uh, tag team champions retain. Um, uh, man, I cannot remember the close to the match right now. Yeah, the party is still early, but like I said, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, well, excuse me, Rowan are uh, definitely the tag team to be watching, and I can't wait to see who they take on next after heavy machinery because they need to have a match on fairgrounds i think that's only right uh they're both really good both good teams and uh you know just see what they both could do when they really uh maybe have a little bit more on the line have a little bit more storyline developed and uh let's see what we get uh bailey smackdown women's champion and alexa bliss went at it with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss's corner. Not bad of a match. It was good to see Bliss back in the ring doing a thing. It was good to see uh it was good to see Bailey just in there trying to show more of that edge and killer's instinct. Very fun to see Bailey on that level. Um it was a good match. You know, good spots from both of them. The the main part of the match, which is just a little confusing, Bailey was she did the same thing Ziggy did to Kofi. Uh, I think Nikki Cross was trying to help out Alexa, just getting in the way somewhat, and ends up taking a suicide dive from Bailey outside of the ring. And this, when Bailey was down and Bliss was about to go for uh, Twisted Bliss. Good Lord, here comes Nikki Cross grabbing on Bailey's leg in the ring. What kind of sense did that make? That was a little crazy. We respect the crazy, but come on now. We out here, we trying to get wins, you know? Uh, yeah, she could have been, well, not only was she, Alexa Bliss is the first Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. We could have had the very first Raw superstar being SmackDown Women's Champion. So I'm saying, like, it was, I mean, it was a good story. In storyline, very good stuff. I wasn't mad at all. You know, but outside of storyline, you know, it, well, not, not even outside of storyline. In storyline, it was good stuff. It was, uh, you know, it was not confused because she was mad. She went to go after Bailey because Bailey hit her with this suicide dive. So it makes sense. But really, it just was, it, it, it fell apart again in storyline. And it was like, well, why? You know, why does she have to do it like that? She couldn't just wait till after the match and get a beat down. But whatever. I'm not mad. Uh, Bailey retains. Still a SmackDown Women's Champion. And she's looking to see who's the next challenge. I know she's welcoming all comers. So we'll see how that all plays out. I'm interested to see who both of them 
uh, take all decks. Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns go at it. I seen a good tweet from Drew talking about how a lot of the superstars, you know, he takes on and just superstars, but Roman is actually a superstar that takes him to the limit. Uh, Shane O'Mac is in Drew's corner. You know, the best in the world. Gotta make an appearance. And that was exactly what he did. He was there. He was on top of the game. You know, trying to jump in for his men's every chance he got. Some people were mad at the Shane O'Mac show. Still going strong the way it is. But ultimately, I think um, it was uh, it was fun stuff. It was good storyline. And I know that just as hard as the Tacoma crowd was trying to show and prove that they were highly interested in stuff that was going on because of, you know, the small attendance issue, which... <clears throat> wasn't even noticed. The crowd looked just as filled in as it ever did. So, shouts to them for that. I liked I liked that. That was good. Oh, a whole bunch of stuff was tarped off. Thank you, Dirt Sheets. But we didn't ask you. How did you feel about the Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns match? A slight rest hold moment, but all after that, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't anything to complain about. I think these guys went... In. I think they showed off. I think they showed out. I think they had, you know, better moments than they did at the WrestleMania match just because it wasn't as much pressure on the show. Roman was able to pick up the victory, you know, uh, with the spear. Oh, my goodness. That spear, top five. Move or moment. Good spot of the night. Excellent stuff. We had man Roman in midair for that spear and... Drew took it like a champ, but beyond that, man, it looked... Y'all go back and look at that replay. See how angled Roman's body was in the air. Very, very, very good spot. I enjoyed it. Roman picked up the one, two, three. The big dog staying strong. I like that. I I take nothing away from Drew or the best in the world with... uh, you know how they did. We know they're not done because tonight on Raw, we're going to have Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre and the best in the world, Shane McMahon, in a 201 handicap match. So, <laughs> oh boy, I can only imagine uh, how that's going to go. We get into the WWE Championship match next up between... Uh, Dolph Ziggler challenging, taking on the WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, inside of a steel cage. These guys had a good match. You gotta, they, they, would, they were doing a lot of the mat wrestling stuff. We didn't, I would have wanted to see a little bit more of an aggressive, you know, cage-style fight, but they weren't trying to hurt themselves, it almost seemed like. But the moments where they did utilize the cage, they did it. You know, they got through the match. The main part of the match that everyone was looking to well talking about, another one of those top five moves of the evening. Kofi exiting the cage, jumping directly over uh, Dolph's head through the second rope. Very, very, very good. Uh, he, uh, you know, the hitting the ropes was a little awkward, but. At the same time, both feet touch the floor first. It don't matter how you get there, as long as you get there. And Kofi definitely arrived on the floor first, so he retains the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, just as he said he would. 
you know, Dolph saying he wasn't deserving and called him a cheater and needed his buddies to do it. No, no. No, no, no. Kofi went in and he got the victory. And I'm pretty sure he's going to continue to keep his iron sharp. Kofi's been on his game for the past couple of months. I'm not one that really likes to admire, uh, you know, all of your good work. So it's just, you know, back to the back to the drum board. You know what I mean? Like continue building on what you got and continue getting good at what you better at. Or however we word it in part. And like I said, it's still a little early. But y'all know exactly what I'm saying. So shouts to Kofi and shouts to the New Day for having a good night. You know what? They, they went 50-50 on the evening. <laughs> but um, good stuff. All in all from both sides of that. Ah, now we get into our main event. Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin. Who is the special guest referee? Who turns out? Now, I had a couple of predictions for myself. I had Bobby Lashley going in there. I had Liv Morgan going in there. Personally, I had Liv Morgan going in there because it's like, you know, we haven't seen Liv for a while. Maybe Dana Brooke. But you notice my ideas were surrounding having uh, a woman going because you can't have... Well, you can't be beating up on a girl as universal champion, as a man above all of that, you know? And, I mean, Baron Corbin decided to choose Lacey Evans. Huh? You wouldn't hit a lady now, would you? That was great. I personally think that was brilliant. And I was almost correct. So, hey, this is why you listen to The Advocate, right? Shouts to Paulie too. We he had a, a a moment backstage. Always a looming threat. You didn't know if Brock Lesnar came through Titacoma or not. You, 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 hey, it's always always possible that he tried. Well, not even tries that he wants to go and cash in. We've seen and heard some predictions about the cash in, but I'm not gonna predict anything. I'm going to allow the story to be told in the fashion that it uh wants to be told in and uh it, it was good stuff i like the fact that i was almost right about that with uh lacey evans uh or a lady being picked to be special guest referee since seth was beating the the snot out of anybody who wanted to side with corbin so with that, Lacey had great moments. A little, uh, <laughs> some people said it was a little too much. I wasn't mad at it at all. I liked a lot of it. And, um, you know, Seth picked up the victory with the stomp. I like how Corbin uh, jumped up and, you know, moved with the momentum of where Seth was at in the air. Uh, Becky Lynch came out for the save after Lacey was slapping on Seth, and it's like, all right, well, now we, now, you know, can't have that, so Lacey came out, and then we had, uh, uh, office ref John Cone come on out, and he turned into the official of the match, it was good continuity from, uh, Super Showdown, I believe it was, when they went at it, uh, for the Universal Championship, and Corbin wanted to use the steel chairs. A lot of, you know, rule changes mid-match because Lacey was the official. But, like I said, Seth was able to pick up the victory off of the man's assist. Very good stuff. A little, I wanna, I don't want to call it corny. I wouldn't even call it corny. It's just like the feel with, you know, the, you know, both champions 
you know, the, the you know, Royal Division, the, you know, just the energy of the couple, the goddamn they said that they were going out enough times last night. Thank you, Michael Cole, for letting us all know that, yeah, Seth Rollins is Becky Lynch's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, Becky Lynch is Seth Rollins' girlfriend. It's funny, but no, it all, it all went into the story by the end of the night with, you know, Becky coming out with the save for Seth, and hey, it was just good story, and then, you know, they didn't want to make him kiss, you know, keep it PG, right? But Becky got a couple of moments in, and by the end of the show, you can see them both just get out of the ring and sit down on the apron, and the vision of, uh, like, what, what they were going for, and I'm talking from, you know, the backstage booking standpoint with how they both got out the ring and sat down at the same time and stuff like that. They, they could have held hands. I'm calling it. Seth, you could have held the hand while they were sitting down, while y'all was both sitting down on the apron. But outside of that, it was good. It was very good. And I think that was really the close of the show. All in all, I think Stomping Grounds was fun. It, it definitely delivered much more than what everyone was expecting. With all of the things attached to it, I think WWE gave us a very entertaining performance from all standpoints, from the kickoff all the way into the last match. So, shouts to everybody that brings you the podcast each and every week. Thank you, WWE, for an uh, awesome show. Let's get it popping this week. Do some more stuff. We're going into uh, Extreme Rules next. It's that July 14th. So, a couple weeks, maybe two, three weeks from now. And um, I'm excited for it. Let's see how we start building these storylines till then. Till next time, till tomorrow. I'll catch you guys Monday Night Raw then. Peace.